Hey everybody, what's going on? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. Uh, this intro, I would, um, uh, instead of just pushing the ads, I would like to kind of step back and say thank you um, to these two companies that have been with me for a, a, a decent amount of time now, and they have been very supportive uh, in the podcast itself, uh, and they have just kind of been uh, been there, and I really do appreciate it. And as if you've listened to the podcast, you obviously know uh, Mike Thompson over at Charm City Paintball. He makes ama- amazing headgear, and he has been super supportive of this whole thing, and I'm just, just so glad to return the favor to see that he's doing well. And uh, I'm glad to see like small businesses like that, like his, are uh, are doing well. And I'm and I'm very very grateful to be able to uh, to help support his cause. And uh, so yeah, if you guys are in the if 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 you're looking for something new, something different, something that has some edge to it, but is super high quality, handmade. Look at Charm City Paintball. All of their headgear, their headbands, their head wraps, everything is all. Uh, sewn up and done up nice by Mike. He does an amazing job, and I promise you that you will be extremely happy with whatever you purchase from him. Uh, so yeah, that's Charm City Paintball on Facebook and Instagram. And another giant thank you goes to Sam and Beth at Melavio, the CBD company that I have been uh, fortunate enough to uh, to work alongside. And they have uh, they've provided me with with product with support um, and I have been able to do what I can with being able to push their product and you know I whenever I I'm on here and I, I support something it's because I truly believe in it and uh, when him and I got together and we started kind of talking about things and, and he was having me use some of his products I, I noticed a difference right away and they have just been completely off the wall nice it it's been amazing to to work with a company like that who is not only so supportive in the paintball community but also just in something like this where you know it's just a podcast or it's it's another small business uh kind of venture and we're, we're trying to help each other out and i'm i'm really glad to see who's doing well and uh that they are doing well and i just want to say thank you uh, for the support. It really means a lot, Sam and, uh, and and Beth. I do appreciate it. And if you guys are looking for some CBD, I promise you, you will you will definitely want to try one of everything that they have over there. I think I've I think I've been through a couple rounds of one of everything over there that they have uh, between topicals, uh, the edibles, the 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 tinctures. Um, they have stuff for your pets. They have all kinds of stuff over there check them out that's melloveo m-e-l-l-o-v-e-o dot com and if you use the promo code capital t-p-o-p you will get 15 percent off at checkout so that's awesome so yes thank you guys so much um i really do appreciate it and let's keep doing let's keep going oh and another big thank you to the patrons over at patreon um all the individuals that are over there and uh and supporting the podcast uh, month in and month out, I, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much. It, it really does mean a lot. And, um, and yeah, let's keep going. So I appreciate it, guys. Thank you 
so much. Uh, this episode is with B and Mike Paxson. They have been in this sport for a very long time, have been some of the most positive, inspiring, uh, you know, intimidating <laughs> people out there. But they're real. I mean, that's that's it's who they are, and um, that's one thing that you get with these two is is they they're themselves, and one way or another, it's uh, it, it just it, it works. And they have not only been huge in the paintball community with uh, with support, but they're they're amazing paintball players as well. Um, and Mike has a uh, a little side company going on right now. Not a side company. I think it is his. His uh, his work right now is is Pax Sports. They live up in Montana, which is amazing country. I mean, just by the pictures alone, it, it I'm so jealous, man. It, it's amazing. I, I love it, and I cannot wait to uh, to eventually get my family up there and, and visit them. But yes, Pax Sports, pretty much tour guides everything and uh, fishing, hunting, um, paintball, anything in between. He does so that that is so sweet, and then. B, on the other hand, she does real uh, real estate up there in Montana. Huge, amazing, beautiful houses, and uh, and she runs Destiny, which is such an amazing program for not only uh, girls and women from around the world, but uh, but for anybody who just wants to get better at paintball and who wants to be involved in something uh, amazing. So yeah, this was a, a great conversation and such uh, such good paintball talk that uh, we had an awesome time and. I'm sure you guys will hear that in the uh, how uh, excited I get in the in the podcast. But, um, but yeah, here it is. Here's the podcast with Mike and B. Well, here's the thing. So this is this is what I what I this is my take on that. I wasn't there, um, but I, this is just from what I've heard. This is this is what I take from it. Every field has one of those teams, right, or more. And when somebody like Mike, who or anybody—I mean, not personally, but just a, a pro, somebody who is better at something than you are. When they come to that area, people get intimidated, and when something like that happens, they will take any route out just to make a point that yeah. we're gonna do something just to because because you know screw that guy just be just yeah. because you gave me zero reason besides you being better at this this thing than I am. So screw you. So. I think just in a human nature, I think that is what yes. happened. And yes. I've I've learned to not take anything really personally because yep. they don't know me. You have no idea who I am. It's yeah, like it's exactly. like you, there's no reason for you to be mad at me besides what you what insecurities you have with yourself. So oh, Amen. I would just <laughs> I would just say like uh, I completely know exactly where you're coming from. If they want to act that way and be that way, you guys know exactly what happened and, and how you feel about it. Uh, and if you people want to hear about it, and they can ask you. But if not, then right. cards uh, may lay where they lay. Very good, Carl. And that's that's what I took from it. And Mike, you're just... Stop texting him. Stop talking to him. <laughs> I know. I want to be friends, though. They don't want right. to be friends with you. I know. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. So here, so here's the thing. So it's um, my dad actually told me this. He goes, a reason why we could never have a world where um, everybody's happy is because everybody's happiness is different. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, just because, you know, just because something this 
tea and what's in this tea makes me really happy. There's somebody that completely despises what like this me. is, you know, what I mean? for no particular reason besides their own. So it's like, right. I, you know what? It's and I'm not saying that to be like a downer. I'm just saying that to be no. not everybody's going to want to be your best friend. And that's fine. There's that's nothing totally wrong with fine. that. That's totally fine. And I've it, it's taken me 47 years to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why if you like me, you'll be next to me. If you don't like me, I don't want to mm-hmm. be Yeah. No I've yeah. always been that way. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. You like this girl. I just got done uh, giving immunization shots to all our, our four cows. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're they're strong. They're a whole nother animal. <laughs> Dude, they're big. Well, I think people take uh, farm animals f- uh, like Stupid completely cow. for granted. Yeah. yeah, I mean when you're used to a dog or something like that, and then you are you get to a farm. Dude, a cow is a seriously twelve hundred. Yeah, animal. yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Who will squish your feet? Oh, I was just waiting for one of the fuckers to headbutt me and just knock me the straight out. Full <laughs> fucking out. be like, oh, fuck. There are no, Wake no up, joke. Wake up, look at my face. And like, <laughs> <laughs> um, what did, uh, so I want to kind of get into both of your guys' background and, and, you know, how the two of you slowly kind of found your way uh, to be where you are uh, personally and obviously with your paintball careers. Uh, so, um Mike, let's start with you. When did you first discover paintball, and, and kind of how did it turn into this this kind of lifestyle of yours? I saw it on TV back, shoot, long time ago. I saw it on TV, and I was like, oh, man, I really want to play that. And uh, I remember um, asking my mom, hey, can I, you know, I want to get a paintball gun. You know, there's a store down here. She's like, no, you're playing golf. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're playing golf. And uh, so I went and asked my grandfather. I said, hey, you know, take me down and buy a paintball gun. He's like, he's like, all right. So I had to do a whole bunch of work. We went down that day after we were doing the work and then uh, bought this paintball gun. Thought it was cool, you know. Shot everything in the, you know, at, at the house, you know, shot all the trees. And then went down to SC Village my very first time and went and played. And I had this little tag master, right, mm-hmm. little pump. So I, had a, I played stock class. And, uh, so my very first time they go, I remember, I remember everything It's on Beirut. It's all these like houses, like, you know, going through. And then there's like this wooded side. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go sneak through the woods. And I sneak through the woods. I get up behind this first guy and I go surrender. <laughs> I mean, you know, the guy's like, Oh, okay. Okay. I'm like, Oh man, this is easy. Right? So I walk up to the next guy and I sneak up behind him. Surrender. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Gets out. I'm like, dude, everyone's making this game out to be so hard. I don't understand. I go up to this next guy surrender. Swap, 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 swap. He shoots me four times in the mouth. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, what did you just do that for? He's like, surrender is an option. <laughs> Never ask anybody to surrender again in my whole career. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Blew my teeth out at that day. You know, we are probably shooting 400. Mm-hmm. CO2 is all cold in the morning. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Just chugging away at my face. Oh, my God. But uh, after that, I mean, dude, I just loved it. After, after that, I mean, it was that was hook, line, and sinker right there. So from the get, you were like just getting after it. Oh yeah, love, yeah. Just get right in it, and then I like right after that. I remember sitting there and um, going down to uh, uh, Brandon's shop um, uh, and uh, going like, "Dude, this pump's just not working, dude. Like this dude just blew my grill out." And he's like, "Oh yeah, cool, you know." And he's like, "Well, we got this, you know, a mag or an autococker, you know." I'm like, "Oh man, autococker, that sounds cool." And bought this stock autococker, shot like dog shit. Then I fucking you know was working on it, got all the new parts and. 
just kept working on it and then it shot great and you know and it was funny it was just hooked after that that's one thing mike's really good at is um gun teching because yeah. the auto is so complicated and he knows every single part of it inside and out then i had then i had uh, carter machines uh when i first started playing on a team with uh, team america they uh carter machines custom made me an autococker and i i had that thing forever for wow. a long time and then it finally got stolen it got stolen twice <laughs> it got stolen once at sc village and i was like oh my gosh and then i played with uh um one of my buddies uh stos i played uh with um mike fontaine's sto for a long time and i saw it like it so my the carter was all uh chrome and i was walking through sc village and i remember just seeing like a shine and it I'm like, just glares you in the eye <laughs> just like this. Gosh, that's my gun and so i remember taking the gun and sitting on the guy's car waiting because it was sitting by the tire mm-hmm. i'm sitting there waiting all of a sudden this guy comes up and he's like hey and i'm like hey where'd you get this gun he goes oh oh it's my buddy's i'm like where's your buddy at like hey mm-hmm. you know, and, he, and he's like oh i don't know like da, da, da. i think they saw me sitting on the car and then they're waiting you know so that he came over finally and he's like i'm like well your buddy either you or your buddy bought a stolen gun it's my gun and i remember walking away he's like hey what about my loader i'm like oh this what thousand pieces into the crowd <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but uh, then I turned it into a pump after, you know, years go by. Mm. I turned it into a pump, and we were at a pump tournament, and all of a sudden, I was, it was literally stacked in a whole bunch of guns with guns. Like, you know, like we used to stack them by the tires. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was like four in, and there was four more guns. That gun disappeared. I was like, what the? Wow. I know, I stole twice. Dude, never... I, I hate it when people stacked markers like that, especially when mine was in the middle. And then, you think like there's no one ever gonna take the middle one out. The right? other one's gotta go first. I always try and put mine away from everybody else's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it always happens. No matter who yeah. does it, I'm. It's either I do it and I accidentally like knock shit over, or I'm the one watching the guy going and doing it. I'm like, oh, he's pulling the one right next to mine. I'm going down. Remember we used to shoot that ultra too, and man, you barely load, all the time. Like. Yeah. yeah. So I, I actually held on to mine as much as I could just for the simple reason I didn't really trust anybody. As soon as they start doing the quarters in the loader, that's when I always held on to. I figured that trick out. I was like, my gun's never leave my hand. <laughs> so <laughs> when was that a thing? Like, when did that become like a thing? 99. They started really doing it. 99? Put, putting quarters in loaders? It would stop the balls from feeding the neck. It would shake and it would go and let a couple balls go hit. And then it would get stuck in the. In the... And then it would go back over, block the hole. Oh. And then you go boom, ah, and you shake your gun, and then a couple balls will go in, bop, 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 and you'd be like, ah, you would never, you wouldn't figure it out forever. You think it's your loader. Was there a team that was like kind of maybe possibly the ones who were causing that? Oh, man, I was. Starts there was, with a B. No, not us. <laughs> no. I did. I never did that. I always hated it, so I never did it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I know there was a lot of teams like yeah, there was a lot of teams that were always dirty. Wow. I was never that dirty. Did you? I, ever, I, you were more of a mental sabotager. I, I, oh, yeah, I would no, say. I, no, I would stand right next to you. Fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not a problem. I'd stand, stand on your shoes, spin mm-hmm. right on you. Like, oh my bad. Watch out. Sorry. Get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like my favorite ones. Are like, man, you better put that chin strap on. It's gonna be a rough day right now. Like, you know, <laughs> the mind cool. is so much more of a weapon that you can control rather than somebody else's. You know, yeah. why? Why? It's so much easier to talk to somebody and get in their head rather than try and fuck with their gear because yeah. you could get caught. Well, this right. is completely like just me talking to you. Like, yeah, I'll see you out there, bud. Yeah, yeah, I always like that. Yeah, 
That can do damage, though, to a very insecure uh, uh, opposer. Oh, you you got to be mentally tough. you got to be mentally tough. Not only physically. <laughs> do you think that the pro division is different, though, back oh, in yeah. 2002 versus what it is nowadays? Dude, well, for like, sure. You, I mean, who, who's, the, who's the, the smack talker now, really? In the pro uh, scene I guess now. like the New York extreme guys. They, they, yeah. They oh, yeah, that's true. But I, I, like, I like when they got the little fire going and stuff. Remember, they, oh, right. remember when they made the Nikki stop Cuba, talking? we miss you. Oh. <laughs> but, the, but I like – obviously, I like the showy stuff and the guys who are talking shit. But I feel like during my career um, later on, I would say probably when I got back in 2013, from then on, it was really quiet. Like there would be – I would feel like, uh, especially during, well, shit, during X-Ball tournaments, when you would actually walk by the person, like the other team, everybody would either be walking straight ahead with their eyes or they'd be looking down. Yeah. No matter who it was. It could have been any, I mean, name a a top pro player. Nobody yeah. talked to each other. So, like, I every time I'd walk by, I'd have my eyes wide as I could, unless I was the last one out and I had to run to get to the fucking the, the start box. I'd have my eyes wide open, and I would just, like, have a smile on my face, and I would just be, like, trying to lock eyes with somebody. Like, that's yeah. – and because I wasn't very good at talking shit. So, at least I'd be able to, like, acknowledge to be, like, I'm going to be on the field. Like, I'm just letting you know. Like, I'm Come coming back. after you. You know I'm going That's far. how I am. I yeah. legitimately want to make friends with everybody. <laughs> but, but I think with, with my reputation of playing on the field, I think just by my presence of, like, them knowing that I'm going to be out there, in the back of their head, I mean, I, I don't care who you are. Um, uh, you know, call, call, the, call me big-headed, but I don't care who you are. Whenever I walked on the field, I tried to make it, apparent that i'm going to try and get as close to you on your side of the field as possible and i've i've, I've probably made some pretty good welts on people so like I, I try and make that kind of my physical game because i wasn't or my mental game um of talking shit because i i i can't talk shit i i i fuck it up and then it was like sounds joke <laughs> and then i laugh and i'm like i can't like, do this so i have to like i just do my talking try to do my talking on the field well i, I know also too like even just when we used to play against you it was always like all right, which way do you think he's going to run? Because the thing about it is you'd get so far so fast. Because you were the fastest. And, and you know, we're like shooting this way, just whacking the year. You're like, where the fuck? How'd I get over there? Like, <laughs> that's impossible for him to get there that fast, you know? But it was, it was, I remember it was, that was the hardest part is you're always like, I remember when we, you know, you're always like looking like, oh, there he's going that way. You're like, <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was, it was hard because it, it definitely threw your game off because you were always trying to know where you were going to go. You know, I think that was the hardest part because you were so versatile, you could go anywhere. Yeah. Yes. You know? And I tried to be so on, I, I, with my play, I tried to be as unorthodox as I could as well mm-hmm. because, because I, I feel like the, the more predictable, the more predictable you are, I feel like the easier you are to kind of pick off. And I think that's why, in if, if you hear a lot of pros, at least from my point of view, I hear a lot of guys go, some of the toughest days I've had is playing against some of the lower divisional teams or just like walk-ons or whatever because you don't know what they're going to do. Sometimes, obviously, yeah. you're like just plinking them off, doing whatever. But sometimes you'll have that like just out of nowhere kind of like, like you're kind of doing yeah. that. But when you're actually in the moment and you're playing against somebody who is kind of at your level, you kind of almost have this predictability because you've you've been in that situation so many times if that well, makes any so sense even, even like that little tournament we played the uh, up in montana that was fun um you know a guy's running out i'm like bah. i mean i literally just see like bah, 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 hitting i'm like oh he's dead and i just like 
you know, just like, oh, he's going to die. Stand mm-hmm. up, like, start shooting in the middle. And beep, bop, 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 bop. And you're like, yo, bro, like, you're hit. And he's like, yeah. oh, sorry. And you're like, <laughs> ah! Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, he didn't even, you know, didn't, didn't. Didn't even bother him. Like didn't you know, didn't even clue in that he was getting shot running out there and was just like, well, look at that guy just standing out in the open. He's got to go too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, but it was you know it was funny. But like uh, you know it is. It's that whole thing of like, you know, like you know in the pro you'd be like, wait a minute, you know like why would you do that? You know, like you know. But it's so mm. funny. Like you tell you're just like, oh my bad, sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm definitely I'm not saying that being at the pro level was was it was easy by any means. No. It was just we had we you know you and the guy across from you has the same mindset and the same yeah. goal of what you're trying to do and you usually have the same cadence in some way or another. So like how I played, I tried to make it to where, like how why the fuck how did he go that way? Why did he go that way? Oh, well, he why made it. All right. Well, I can't think about it too much. I got to start playing again. Yeah. Right. It's always the worst. When he's like, I can't believe he made that again. I mean, I was literally <laughs> shooting right there. <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a fun position to play. Um, that's for sure. And, I mean, where were – and you were coming up around kind of what years were you starting to play and, and getting tournament-wise, like coming into the game? I started um, I started playing tournaments 90 – Five? Yeah, 95. And then um, and then started playing like, like the NPPL 98-99 is yeah. when I really started playing that and doing that, yeah. And then – and then, yeah, so – then I start because as soon as I jumped on Bushwhackers is when I really started playing. Otherwise, we were playing uh, like the Great Western series, and um, what was the other series we'd play? Pan Am. Pan Am. Kilbourne was, was there back was, then. That was you know, Pan Am and the Great Western series was kind of the same thing. Oh. They they, they merged yeah. in the same thing, and then they had uh, what else did we play back then? There was um, I was trying to think of the other. I can't even think of the other league that we played. But we went like we drove down to Texas one time and played it. Yeah. It was fun though. But yeah, just different little leagues and stuff. Bushwhackers up until that you guys were playing. What? Then we went and played. Remember we played. Uh, that was they called like, it amateur back then. Mm-hmm. It was in amateur. Two thousand and one. Yeah, amateur a, ten man. Remember that was that one. And then uh, we played. Um, yeah, we played that whole MPPL series that. And then two thousand and two, I think that's when you guys debuted as pros at the Huntington the Beach. Beach. Yeah. Super Sevens, mm-hmm. and then I met Mike in World Cup 2001. But it was just, I think, I was playing with Femme Fatale. This is how I got started. By oh, I, I was actually Thank just trying to much. segue. <laughs> I was trying to segue into that. It's okay. It's Mike Jackson. What do you expect? <laughs> but no, um, uh, Femme Fatales, Todd and Tammy Adamson. I love them so much. Um, Tammy and I were actually friends when we were 11 years old in middle school Really? and we went to high school together and she was, I think she was a year ahead of me though. Um, and then we actually, uh, we actually danced on a professional dance team together for a semi single a ball club, baseball club in Fort Myers called the miracle. And, uh, the Minnesota twins was where they went and did their spring training. Mm -hmm. And, um, anyway, so Tammy and I have been friends for a very, very long time. Then she was like, hey, B, uh, you should come play paintball. And in my head, automatically, woods, forest, camo, militant. No way. I was like, mm, no, I, I'm good. But then she t- showed me the air ball, and I was completely um, fascinated by mm-hmm. the air ball and how different it was. And so she literally just threw me right into tournaments. I never played walk-on ever, never played rec ball. Um, I remember practicing, and my loader was 
the other way around. The back, like, the typical, yeah. Yeah. Loading you know? in the front. <laughs> Easy loading in the front. <laughs> <laughs> Total doofus, you know. Um, but Todd, you know, he, he took me under his wing. Tammy did too. And I loved her fire. Um, I was total Christian girl would never cuss. And I had a friend of mine back in the day, they called him disco Pete Middleton. And he was like, you got to play with anger. And I was like, well, guess I can't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> There's a smile on her face the entire time under a mask while she's playing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but then, uh, we went to world cup 2001 and Mike gave me some pointers on the sidelines and do you remember that? Yeah, I was like, I was like, you should, because she was like really fast when they were playing the other one, you know. For this, when I like, had an ACL. Yeah, she yeah. Goes, yeah, I know how that goes. Go up to that middle. What do you think? I'm like, well, if you go up to that middle and you make it there, you might as well just run into their side, because that other guy's gonna come right into there, not thinking. And you go, I go, you'll shoot that guy, shoot that guy, and shoot that guy. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay. Went in there, went whack, 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 and I go. <laughs> I was a hero. Yeah. Okay. Then, I think he helped elevate my, you know. Then she, but the best was then it was just like. What do I do? And I'm like, just run and buck or somebody. <laughs> just Dude, keep, keep going. Highlights at that time. I but, couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, I, I made it. <laughs> All those guys lined right up for me. Can you believe that? <laughs> Glory. And then, um, then I ended up moving to California with actually a dream to be a hip hop artist. Oh, and that's I had right. A, right. I, I had a about manager and music and, and everything. I was in the recording studio. Laurent was trying to set up uh, some stuff I was going to do in France and perform as I was also playing as a Femme Fatales member. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing led to another, and um, I ended up go- going to practices a lot. I'm doing a lot of fast-forwarding here. Oh, but fine. Wednesday nights and the weekends, I would drive up from San Diego to the L.A. area we to go and play with the Bushwhackers. Zone. Yeah, the impact zone. Yep. And, and something about Mike and the way that he could explain explain the game and it was so simple like oh my god that is so easy mm-hmm. why didn't I think of that but the way that Mike has the ability to teach and coach I was t- immediately clung to him um, and of course I crushed on him for a little bit and I was kind of a bitch to him you know for a good Hard six ball. months and he's like wow you're such a bitch and he, and he stuck around yeah still a bitch I'm still a bitch but, and, and, and um, that's when I knew you know Mike was going to be the one. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, Destiny started in 2004. And um, Mike well, was I mean, did you do, did you kind of find, sorry to interrupt you, but um, yeah. I, I just want to kind of get to the beginning of this. I mean, did you start this out of kind of a, uh, a spot looking at paintball saying, hey, we need some kind of, some kind of, diversifying element to the game and is that kind of what you were thinking about of like it, the sport needs this to happen for the ones who are, are being kind of forgotten about in the game well, oh I think, I think well, like also, the destiny you mean yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well and then also too members because uh at first she was she actually played on in uh europe you played on the pro roster with uh with, with you guys, with the bushwhackers. Well, yeah. And then she yeah. was all upset because, like, I didn't she get was, enough playing time. Yeah, and right. she was playing better than some of the other players on there too. And she's like, "Am I not playing good?" I'm like, "No, you're playing really good." I said, "It's just, it is what." And it my is. voice, I think, was annoying enough to pick out from a, a, a group of <laughs> distinguishable. <laughs> yeah. Right, distinguishable. Thank you. But um, um and then yeah. and if, but then but then we started putting that started putting a lot of the girls that were playing in L.A. together. Seanette Taylor, Mona Hijazi, Evelyn, they came from the Valkyries and we just, again, we meshed together and we needed a home 
And so we ended up coming and together and calling Beach, yeah, yeah, Destiny. And that's kind of how it all came together. But um, Mike was our coach. And then we, we actually started out as an all-female team, but we mm-hmm. added guys to the, to the team that same year. But still people looked at us like we were a female team. Was that the two young um, kids? You had uh, uh, boys, you had the two young Ricky, boys that you uh, and, and Nick's Nick. Oh God, no, was, Nick Benesek. Nick Benesek. Yeah. yeah, cheddar cheese, uh, cheese chips. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then, it just kind of evolved from Mike, there. Mikey and Menudo, he played for Menudo, Steve yeah. Connor, Dave Hogan, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys that went to play with Las Vegas LTZ that Mike actually coached. They I won all that. kinds of tournaments yeah. in D two X ball or something. Then they made the transition to becoming pros. But before all that, we're kind of meshing it all together. But Mike was a bushwhacker, played with Ron Kilborn. You played pro. Mm-hmm. Then went, Todd Adamson said, hey, come play with us yeah. on what? Aftershock. Iron, Aftershock. And then Ironman came next. No, then LTZ, then Ironman. <laughs> then Iron LTZ, and then Ironman. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Right. And all along, the reason why I took a step away from bushwhackers was a couple of different reasons yeah i wasn't getting enough play time but an opportunity came up where i could play alongside these other girls that were like minds like mine mm-hmm. and it just kind of was supposed to be you know for yeah. sounding cheesy but it was destiny you know for us to get together and that's why the name is so suitable right um and we did like we came in and we won a d2 championship yeah, out of it was 210 uh, oh, D two team seven man. Yeah, yeah, that was on San Diego. We were in second place overall, and we won the San Diego Super Seven in as champions with a, a roster of five women and I think four guys because we were allowed three guys. three guys, so we were allowed eight on the roster. Dustin, Mike, and Menudo, and Steve Connor. Yeah, that's... Stevie. Yeah. So, um, and then I took a break because I got pregnant, and Michael still kept playing of course and mm-hmm. we was born took a sabbatical cat Sakura came back with me and katie kelly we played with the girls oh i remember cat yeah yeah and then then i got pregnant again and so cat took leadership over for destiny really helped catapult the team in 2012 huge followership on facebook because of her and lynn Chong, you know and so um it, it's just been a wonderful life, and we're so grateful that you know we've been able to live this way. And now Destiny is still continuing here in 2020. Yeah. Um, and so, and Mike's back involved, and it's just it's been a world, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and now Beatrix is our 10 year old, <laughs> going on 31. And, oh, I believe and she's, that. Yeah, she's just, here. Come on, sneak your head in there, girl. Come over here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> she's almost taller than I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's and you know it's it, you guys are obviously doing something right. I mean, there's there's that's a show uh, both paintball wise and in your in your personal lives. Um, but B, when did you when did you kind of notice yourself become kind of paintball famous in the paintball world? Because there was a the the only time I started to know about you was uh, a relationship that I had. She was playing for your team, but Her before favorite. that, I remember. A friend of mine had a B. Young's barrel bag, <laughs> and and uh, I remember those because and it was like the whole Smart Parts Girls thing, whatever. Which I think they should do a Smart Parts guys. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. But I'm, I'm saying is like do do promote the pros, promote the pros like on that kind of stuff. That would be kind of cool. Absolutely. But 
Uh, well, um, I, I graduated from the University of Florida, and um, my, I have human resource development background, but I kind of applied it in the marketing and promotions arena. Um, thanks to Chuck Hench and to Rodney Squires uh, for a job opportunity interview at JTUSA, right when they made that transition from um, selling it to Brass Eagle, and, and then when Dave Youngblood got married and got a humongous gift from John Gregory, and all of a sudden, Die Paintball was born. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's the story. So that's the story. And Brian Benini also um, had uh, developed that logo too, that everybody has come to know to be the Die logo. You mean the Lexus? The Lexus logo, logo upside down. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Brian. Push Paintball. <laughs> hey man, whatever sells, whatever works. Right, absolutely. That's a subliminal thing. It works for Lexus. It's going to work for Dye. Um, but yeah, and so I was working with Chuck Hench, managing a half a million dollar budget, promoting and marketing teams like Dynasty, Naughty Dogs, Avalanche, Crystal Sawyer, Rocky Cagnoni, Ollie Lang, and I just because and Tim Montressor. You know, Tim Montressor, Ryan Moorhead. Those guys to me on All Americans back in the day, because I was still sm sponsored by Smart Parts via that poster, mm -hmm. and I collaborated with Smart Parts to say, hey, why don't we make you know the whole theme with what I was going with the yellow and the black? Because my name is B Bumblebee, be aggressive, achieve the impossible. I actually had a hand in designing that, you know, and and so unfortunately that graphic designer that came up with that um, poster he passed away. Uh, very shockingly mm. and um, Graham Easton you know brought me into that and then the others came after and I was a little jealous at the time like those girls don't even play paintball you know and and I had a lot of pride in that but it did put me on the map I'm super grateful for that but the other side of the coin is I used to get kind of upset that oh you're only getting sponsored because you're pretty you know and and that's when I really wanted to learn so much and made Michael basically my mechanic, right? To like, what do you call it? Motocross as a mechanic, mm -hmm. Travis Arnold as a guy that fixes a bike. Like he was helping me fix my brain and to learn how to be a better paintball player. Your other half. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so I wanted to win. I didn't want to just be a, a smiley face and be articulate. Cause I did commentary. I did um, write a lot of articles. I was the paintball sports magazine editor in chief. Um, and I have an educational background, you know, so I applied everything that I learned in my history in both college and entertainment, and I applied it to what I did for JT. And we did a lot of cross-marketing at Warp Tour. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. um, we were doing um, motocross with Vanilla Ice, and we were trying to get paintball markers into the hands of Travis Pastrana, Ryan Sheckler, you know, and just trying to do this style of marketing where we can just increase our numbers via the cross marketing venue. And, um, and so, yeah. And then I decided that I didn't want to be at JT anymore. Um, Mike and I then did Ron Stern paintball camps. It was like the first internationally known paintball camps ever. And we did it with Jonathan call from Brimstone smoke. We did it with, uh, uh Joshua Silverman, Rocky Cagnoni and God, I don't, I feel, I felt like we were going somewhere every weekend different city, different country. Um, Gabe Gillen got us to Australia. I've been to Australia eight times. One time for corporate. One with you. One with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, but one with a corporation I that I used that. to work for in computers. But 
Um, the other seven times was because of our opening door from Gib Gillen and Andy Kopchuk was there. That's right. Um, Tim Manchester was there with us and, you know, what a wonderful opportunity. It's just paintball's been so good to us and for us to just kind of, you know, we could easily walk away, right, Carl? Like Mm. we could just disappear into the mountains of Montana right now and live out the rest of our lives here with our two beautiful children and our wonderful parents. But um, that's what we we're doing. Well, we are. We're still involved. <laughs> that's you know, news and, to me. It's, Whoa! Know, it's <laughs> oh no! Organizations yeah. for the cows outside. You know. <laughs> I want to get a thing where I can put it in the paintball gun and just shoot them. Like, there you oh. go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I mean, dude, it'd be so easy. Quicker. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been it's been an oh, incredible. Oh my! Like I shoot them right in the eye. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Mike's Mike's been so helpful in kind of giving us new ideas too on how Destiny works, and mm-hmm. it's just and it keeps growing. Like even with this whole 2020 bizarre year, election year, thank you very much. Um, we're still seeing growth, and uh, and and it just it tell it kind of tells us that we're on the right path. Of course, there's going to be obstacles along the way, and the naysayers are going to try to throw us up and make us go away, but it's not going to happen because we're determined and, and, uh, and we're happy to be here. You know? Yeah. I enjoy playing the mechanical tournaments. It's fun. It, you know, one thing that's different though, too, is remember like, when was the last time you actually, you know, like in between games where you're just sitting there talking, laughing about old stuff, like that's all 10 men is like mm-hmm. when we used to do all the NXL and you know, all the, the stuff, like we didn't talk that much in between games because you're like oh we're either about to play them or going to play them later and they you know after the games yeah maybe we talk a little bit over once we de-gear and shit but mm-hmm. you know like now it's like we're back with the 10 man and five man it's like we just go talk and have a good time and yeah. thank you Montressor though because with his um idea to bring back the mechanical and do the iron city classic we love you tim and and he's right mike is so right he brought back all these og players that kind of got sick of paintball. They got burnt out, but then they see all their buddies, and now they're at this glorified reunion. And it, it's not even about winning, really. It's just about no. being amongst. Well, maybe it is, <laughs> but it is about mostly being amongst each other. Yeah. You know, and 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 having a midlife crisis at the same time, but reliving those moments that you really cherished when you got introduced to paintball, and that you really felt at your best. You know, yeah. when paintball yeah. was at peak. I think I think what's great about the ten man that you got a little bit with the seven man, kind of sort of with the X ball, but it kind of that definitely like you said, it's kind of faded away yeah. to being almost strictly business when you're yeah. when you're at the park. So what I think the ten man mechanical does, and and I think what that whole euphoria thing when when, when everybody started first getting into it of that just being excited and not really knowing what's going to happen, but you're just you're excited to be there. Uh, I I think there was a good transition between being the player and a spectator. And, and when you are at the events now, or at least when I retired in 18 and for a while there, you were strictly a player. You were just a player. You may call yourself a spectator when you're in the stands, but you're doing a player thing. You're scouting, right? You're doing this whole thing. And even though there was a people are getting more serious about the, um, about the 10 man thing, you go, you go and transfer back and forth between a player and, and a spectator and i think that's the thing is you you get out of that 
you can be competitive, but you, you go to this place where it's like you're just hanging out. You're a spectator. You're just there. You're there to have fun. And then you can go back to, okay, ready to play. Let's go. Let's yeah. go do it. And I think that transfer is key to what Tim was doing and what he made that event become. And now, obviously, there's more to follow. But um, you're, you don't have that with the national events and everything. I think that's why a lot of guys kind of just went – just went away yeah. and why so many came back to this particular kind of format yeah. absolutely i mean that's the only thing i can think of because i i instantly instantly had fun when it was the ice it wasn't even the icpl it might have been just some like a couple years ago right and that happened yeah. and then i played icc and i was like this is amazing i haven't smiled this big right. shooting a marker in so long and it's I mean, even when I was shooting electronic markers, I was, I'd never really shot much paint. I never really, you know, I, I just liked seeing that one or two balls just go somewhere and break and like where I wanted them to. I'm a weirdo. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it, yeah. But it's like um, when that comes back around after playing for so long and you get that excitement again of having to do something like that, it really creates that, that kind of first time you started playing feeling and, and everybody's there doing it at the same, at the same time. So right. it's just it's so key to the the future of paintball and keeping more people, important people, in paintball. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like we are looking for something to do as we live this life. And what are you going to yeah. do to make yourself happy? You're going to do the the paintball thing. Am I shaking the table? Yeah. Okay, my You're bad. Good. Um, <laughs> and so, at any rate, um, Mike has a really good idea. Um, even us playing three-man, for example, at the NXL, and thank you, NXL, for adding those values and making these different divisions by adding a 10-man mechanical and a five-man mechanical and a three-man, right? Um, but Mike was talking about how we can kind of keep things going, especially during a quarantine time, about doing a three-man X-ball style. I've always thought a three-man X-ball is the way. Four-man. Four-man? Four-man. Why four-man? Because it's never been done. There's been there's been three man tournaments. There's been uh, two now. There's been five man tournaments. Ten, seven, whatever. Why not four? You have you can I, you can have a team teamwork on either side, right? Because you're starting two and two. Everybody's always had this needing odd an odd player, but it's so tough because it eventually you'll get to an even number of players regardless. So why not just start out with an even number and that way they can play both sides as a you know a, 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 a duo but then also yeah. you know you'll get to three and you'll get to two and you, you'll have that but you can start it at four and you'll instantly have teamwork on either side i i think it would be very good because with the fifth player and this is me just kind of riffing off the top of my head with the uh, with the fifth player there's always somebody out of the loop right because when you're communicating yeah. um it's mainly you're communicating back and forth. I mean, that is communication, right? So back and forth. And you only have back and forth with normally one guy. If if somebody else hears what you're communicating to somebody else, they're not really communicating. They're listening, right? So there's he's in the loop, but he's not a part of the communication. If you do a four-on-four, four, you instantly have that communication probably 95% of the time, even depending on what the field layout is. That's that's a really interesting point to make. You're right. Yeah. Um, and, and it probably would enable uh, like your snake player to get down low at, a, at a, a longer time. Because usually when you're playing three-man, you don't want to really get down too low for too long. You want to stay on your feet as much as possible. Exactly. But if and God forbid somebody gets shot off the break. Right. Right. 
Um, but it's uh, what's the other term? Almost famous paintball. They have the AFPL out there in on the west. They have the the buzzer at the center, and they hit it, and they can allow another player to come back in. Do you remember? Oh, like the penalty box, or yeah, like Sonny Lopez did the penalty box, and then AFPL kind of adopted that concept. But you can take it further. You can play three on three, but have that fourth. You know, where if you reach the most difficult bunker on the field, you hit that buzzer, you call in your fourth guy behind you because you made it to that buzzer. Well, or even something. like how, like how they're doing, change it up they're a doing bit. that yeah. shootout where you hit the buzzer and you're getting points for that. So the aggressive trying to get down the field and hit the buzzer is giving them points too. And, and you know, that one on one thing, that's like, I, I think that same thing. The problem is, too, is like every sport, right? There's an object. You're watching an object, right? Mm-hmm. You're watching a football go. You're watching a soccer ball go. You're watching a hockey puck right, go. Right, right. It's there's no object. There's a focal pe- point. There's no focal point for paintball. You know, there's the people moving, and that's kind of your focal point. But there's really no like, what am I? What am I watching right what, now? Yeah, you what know? are you carrying over to give? Her but if you had a buzzer that you know, ooh man, they're going trying to hit that buzzer to get the points. Okay, I can. Well, and that's like that. the flag. That the capture the flag yeah, concept but it, was. But it's never. It's never. They're, you're never like, ooh, is that thing moving? No, no one's ever getting close to it. Weird. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I had this idea of an advantage bunker, which mm-hmm. was, oh, yeah, yeah, which was pretty much having, um, like let's say just take the X ball, uh, X ball format, right? So we'll take mm-hmm. that and we'll make a bunker called the advantage bunker, but it'll be on the other team side of the field, and right. we'll make that bunker significant because you're going to be. We're trying to make it uh, something to look forward to to see. Like you see a lot of players push the initiative right away, get really far down the field, but the team can't follow, right? right? And this guy gets shot out because he did really he did his job really well, but he could he wasn't able to get followed up by the team. Um, so what if you made this advantage bunker to where like if a player got up into it from the other team, a, a, a timer starts, and okay. let's say if you're in that bunker and you live for. 15, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever the timer is, you win that point. So you don't have to shoot everybody on the other side of the field. It's it's almost like I a buzzer. It's a, it's almost like a live bunk. Uh, live. Well, that's why I always thought the other one too is almost like where a movable bunker. No, no, oh. it's like where, like let's say getting to their corner, with there's still people being on the side. It's actually two points. Right. So you want to blow the buzzer before they get to your corner. Because, you know, or, or get to a certain bunker that's on your side of the field because then games are going to move faster because you're like, oh, that guy's running for it. You're going to blow the buzzer mm-hmm. because he touches that bunker. Now it's two points, not just one. Yeah. I love it. You know, same thing if you were, like, down by two points, you could easily hey Carl, you're going to have to go up through the middle, cut through there, and then mm-hmm. dive into their side and touch that point, bunker so for two points. So much fun. Yeah. Well, in, in Evolving when people's game, you know, I think. Mm-hmm. And when I first started playing, X-Ball came around and – what did they have the USA versus the Russians or something that was at the IAO oh, anyway yeah. Nations, Cup. Nations Cup and at that point I'm like this is a very futuristic paintball or futuristic sport and I always expected paintball to evolve to always keep adding these elements mm-hmm. whereas your traditional baseball soccer football really hasn't changed much it's always been the same probably since its inception well it's just changed rules to make it a little bit but not significantly to where it's like evolving to what we're discussing you know like what you're talking about and what mike's saying but didn't chuck hench too back in the day at the jt field or some jt booth um compound didn't he have like a a curtain that you peeled open that was that other thing they were doing for a while is where the guys you could start anywhere behind the back line 
and then literally like it, it was where when you when you came in like you you had to touch the net but you could start anywhere along the back line you wanted and as it started you could actually get a running start like curling like a hook and ladder play and curl and already be at full run by the time that buzzer went off and be mm-hmm. like Woo, going to you know where you want so there was a lot of different things and remember they tried that other one where you know um like right before you played you played the best two at three and then you could go move any two bunkers on your side of the field the next point yeah so the field changed every everything and i mean you know it was i liked all of it like i always think anything you know i always like no layouts because those oh, first yeah. games were also you know yeah. awesome yeah. and then everybody kind of catches up but you know it's funny it's like a lot of people don't they want to go play it a hundred times and get into robotic Ugh. that was my most thing was like Man, I'm like, dude, you guys don't feel like we've done this a thousand times before we got to this first game, right? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you hear, shoot the no bounce shot. You know, like, oh, I know. Yeah. God. Maybe oh wait, what am I gonna do? Oh yeah, I'm gonna stand here and shoot this way. Oh what a, weird. What a, a dirty kill. I feel. I feel like a bounce shot is such a dirty kill. Uh, like, how about this? Oh. A bounce you shot know, that is practiced a million you know, times is a dirty kill. So, so you know something's funny is Billy Wing used to hate them, hated them, right? Because he's like, I want to shoot straight ahead. I don't want to have to worry about balls coming in from the side, you know. And he was the funniest one too. He hated them. And then you know, here we are sitting there, you know, and you're like, like now it's part of the game. Like, oh you know? god, they have all kinds of mm-hmm. like plans now where you see all the geometry of these lines going from how you can do these. Takeaway ramping. <coughs> or no, take, make, the, make the bunkers fabric, you know, and that way there is no bounce, you know. <laughs> well, it's like or the, have the bunker... impact sensor apparel. That's my but, idea. But you know something too, remember when we played NXL, things were going so fast, you didn't have time to go, okay, I'm going to drop a loader into this bunker. Right. Like, things were like, whoa, 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 like, ah, run, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, and remember, too, even when we were playing those points, because we were playing so fast trying to either get points or lose points, or, I mean, get points faster, I, I think the most I carried was, like, five pods. And you need. All you need is four pods, too. And no, the, I know, this, but, is my whole, but, this is my whole push for the four-man thing. Four-man, yeah. four, four people, four pods. That's all you need. It's it's logistically it's in the math. If you look at, I'm sorry to go on a rant quick, but it's if you so everybody puts on like a million pods on the back. But if you statistically statistically look at the average length of a point in the NXL, you cannot shoot all the pods you take out there. You shoot you get to about maybe four pods, maybe a little bit more. Consistently, you will shoot that on the average point. And that's it, and that's all you need. And all the other ones are just extra dead weight for, like, a 15% chance that it's going to go to longer than two minutes. I two like it. Two and a half minutes. How long is the game? But, four minutes? But it was weird because – I think yeah. it's a mi- – well, I, I think an four average – Four-minute game, four on four, four pods each? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. you, you can make it – You can make it. Uh, well, you can make it, like, let's say five minutes if you want to – or, no, well, make it – 10 minutes make it whatever the hell you want honestly gotcha. could, or the match right yeah the, it. the match itself but I um showed up to that one of the three men down in uh, florida and they literally said um because we were a higher ranked it was open but it was you guys are your ranking are is higher Cancun, you mean no it was when oh. we did that three man in down in florida okay and the promoter goes hey i'll let you guys play but for you to get max points you have to win under a minute if for you to 
But if you just win the game in whatever the time was, you only get 50 points, and a max was 100. So, like, we were literally running down the field trying to, you know, because <laughs> it was like you never, you know, and then you're like, oh, man, like, oh, minutes over. All right, let's right. just win the game. Like, you know, but before you were like, ah, we got to get the max. You know, That's running. an organizer's dream to get yeah. games going. Let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go, and end it before sunset. Yeah. You know, but it That's was, smart, actually. You know, and it was fun, and then, you know. Well, and that's what I think about the when I was ex- explaining the advantage bunker a little bit, like making it timed. Like you get in there, you live for X amount of time, and you get the point without having to shoot everybody. What I think this does too is it now you get the teams that get ahead by two points, and then they sit and they just yeah. become a turret, right? So now so if you smart. you make this another target rather than having to shoot everybody out and hit the hit the right. buzzer at the end of the thing, or, you can or make not this have to go anywhere. They don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to do a thing. Well, now they with the advantage bunker. If I get in there, they have to either shoot me out, come get me out. If they if they don't want us to get this point, we're doing it. And now it's like, um, you know, and obviously there's there's rough ends around it. But I can give you guys later on if you want to talk about it. I can give you kind of a rough idea. We'll call it the Murkowski Open. (laughs) There you go. Four man Markowski. <laughs> we'll, call, we'll 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 figure something out. We'll make right, we'll it. Uh, but... And listen, I've got I got a handful of regional teams that will be totally down, and each team that Destiny has are all affiliated with the field that we can go mm-hmm. to, and yeah. we can do this as a science project, and and we'll we'll see how it works. And make it Let's make it. it capped, fifteen balls a second. Make it capped, fifteen balls a second, and you. I mean, obviously, we've been play, all playing for so long, like we know what that sounds like and you'll be able to hear something like that especially in semi semi 15 balls a second not everybody's going to be able to do it and everybody thinks of that like oh i can do 15 balls a second and this and that i was like okay do it with your off hand and try and hold lane like yeah. you're not going it's not going to be consistent it, it will not be and when everybody's like you're going to go through your paint and this and that i was like how easy is it, is it to sustain a lane doing this you're going to go through more paint doing that so that argument is irrelevant Whoever when, says it, that. when it was when there was no cap, we were still carrying <laughs> Even five then, pods. Yeah, and we we're and we were running and scoring twenty points a match. Yes, yes. So, so, but I don't think people will cheat just for the simple fact of like, like my gun was going it, really fast. Yeah, you will. You like you will obviously <laughs> know and you know and make the penalty enough to where if we catch you with a marker that tops out at whatever it is, you know, you can even eventually. This was an idea of mine of being able to work with. The manufacturers and have them on have a have them have a LED digital readout of uh, peak balls per second, and if as everybody gets checked as they come off the field, and if every anybody comes off with more than fifteen balls a second, you get a penalty for the next uh, uh, well, or a yeah, yeah for the next point. Well, you know, and also too, just just the fear of when they had those guns behind us back in the day. And they were reading how fast we were shooting, how you know our chrono speed, everything. You didn't, you couldn't push the limit then, right? You know, so it, you know you just have that, and that's all you need. And it's just, you know, it's that fear of not, of it being there. You know, mm-hmm. did they ever catch anybody? Well, I mean, yeah, they did. They caught people a whole bunch of times, but I mean, it's like, you know, most of the time it was people just messing with their guns, not knowing that they were, you know, in that little zone. You know, yeah. And now with putting it in semi-auto, now you're putting accountability on the player again yeah. uh, because they have to learn how to shoot their marker and not have it that shoot by weird, itself. Yeah. So yeah. four-man, yeah, so that, I, that's my whole my whole pitch. That was the whole NPL thing that I, I tried to start with a, um, uh, with a couple guys and ended up falling through. But 
I, I would love to see that. I think there's an advantage in four man, um, and you know, I, we can go over it however you guys want. Let's but go. I would love to be able to help out in yeah. any absolute way possible. And that's something that we're trying to think about doing with the different Destiny teams that we have. And because each team does either have a store and or field affiliation, um, then we kind of took it to the next level. Like, how can we give these players uh, a title, right, and do some fundraising for whatever it is they're trying to do, and they can host their own event. So we should host the four-man new concept and new way to play paintball to make it more fun. Call it the four-all-four-man. The four all four man. Yeah, the four all four man tournament. Okay. So or or you right, don't even have, you don't even have to call it. Sounds it. Sexy. <laughs> or just call it, bands, call it. Okay. Oh, how about this? Okay. Leave four man out of it. Call it four all paintball, and then now you don't have four man. You have yeah. four all paintball. Yes. So okay. you can do the letter the number the number four and then spell all and then paintball, and all then right, now you'll it. indicate that. It's a four-man tournament with the number four. All right. I'm going to make the logo tonight, and I'm going to send it to you for your approval. (laughs) (laughs) I love having conversations like this because it's – How would you ref it? Would refing be easier? It's always easier the less people you have. Yeah. Now you have – you can do one, two, three, four. You do eight. Do do eight refs, one per player. They have one player to watch. And now you – I mean, eight – for a form, well, I mean, if you think about it, if you, I mean, if you want to have one person watch two people, there's a lot of room for error. That would be the only thing. But if you can, if you could figure out a way to make it uh, have some kind of incentives for the players that, like, if you ref, you'll get, you know, if your team go back to team refing if you want, That's what and then I'm have saying. it have Let's it be initiatives to be like, okay, you guys get 100 points for the next regional tournament, or however. 100%. That way, you can't screw the the mentality of screwing another team would be out the door because unless you ref the first event unless, yeah well <laughs> now you but now you create a reputation way around everything you brilliant minds you guys always always thinking always thinking that's why new york that's why uh remember new york extreme always used to ref the last one but what if you just got Our, rid of uh, ground zero, ground zero and just to... made it well, about like okay i'm out because it really hurts right now and so <laughs> i'm gonna walk off remember your idea where you're like you know what? You can just shoot them off the field, and if they're not running fast enough, it's okay. <laughs> it's you run okay. faster. You run faster. <laughs> <laughs> or only allow a maximum of three or four guys from one team ref one field at a time. So there's like – they uh, have to – Yeah. Remember they used to break us apart too when they used to do it when we ref the other ones. Mm-hmm. They'd break us up in like three and three and three across yeah. the field. Um, yeah, oh, I think it's all. But I, I think we should, um, we should them. definitely do that, Carl. I think yeah. that, and I would be happy to kind of help you, um, get put it together. So let's let's make a plan. We could do that. <laughs> we'll we'll promote for all paintball. We'll promote uh, Destiny. We'll promote uh, Pax Adventures. We'll um, Pax yeah, yeah Pax yep. Pax Sports. Do you have a logo? We'll throw a logo on yeah. a on yes. a banner. Yeah, we'll throw it on a bunker. Yep. yep. We'll have fabric bunkers though by Vortex uh, Vortex bunkers, I think. Yeah, so take do. away the bounce factor. I'm not joking. Whatever you want to do. Those things are cool. They have remote control. You put all the little fans inside and push a button, and all of them in like the play at the same bunkers. time. Whatever works. All I know is from the business that I'm in, the more parts and moving things that has on it, the more it's gonna liability you have ah, of something true. possibly happening and breaking. I <laughs> 
sick and was still trying to figure out the <laughs> work. Uh, so Thank um, you, Carl, this is great. I know that I love doing this. There's there's something to it because I've known you guys for so long, um, and it's cool though. I've known you guys separately, like I've kind of like had this relationship between you guys, and then you know. Uh, I think this is a perfect example of when two couples are on the exact same page from the get. And I think it's amazing. And I think the way you guys are promoting, promoting, especially uh, women and girls coming into the sport and, and letting them know that, you know, this isn't, uh, this isn't something that you will just be shunned from. You can actually go and become something in the sport. If you choose to do that, it's not going to be handed to you, obviously, but um, it gives well, you no, some kind of a platform. The, the simple act of observation, you know, like um, there are some amazing girls that play on the paintball ladies, um, the Arabs angels, and they love to play the all female um, team idea. And I do too. We have a, a concept called lady destiny. And so occasionally we'll throw together a bunch of really good um, female athletes together mm -hmm. and we'll go and do that. But the USA women's team also was something that Tim Montressor introduced the idea to me about, hey, um, Laurent asked me if you guys can, you know, he asked me what girl would be best to kind of organize an all-female USA team. And thank you, Tim, again, because he was like, you should call B. Yeah. And at the time, we had like Katie Kelly, Kat Sikor, Brittany Wagner, and um, Andrea Martinez. Um, and uh, we got together and we did this Panama event. And then the NXL decided they wanted to do something with Paintball Combine. Anthony Vitale's amazing. I love Lori Miller. And now they've become uh, the USA Paintball team's going overseas and playing, you know, as you saw last season. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is cool when you can showcase an all-female team from Russia playing against an all-female team against the USA. But I feel that sometimes if you make it an all-female anything – that eventually they're like, let's have our own event and let's have our own division. And now we're segregating. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm, I'm not really comfortable with that. I'd rather just continue on this path that we're playing alongside and against the, our guy friends, you know. Integrate. I see, this is where we always differ. I always think they should just play both. If you if you yeah. could say, hey, you know, Carl, we're going to have you play, you know, a co-ed one plus, an, uh, a, you know, an all-male one. I'd be like, yeah, I'll play both. I'm in. But if you promote Yeah, I'm in. I'll play both. But you, if you promoted an all, it said only males only at this event. How That's many? That's what we pretty much do. I know, but okay. you can't promote it that way. It would, it's, it's so different. <laughs> I think the male logo is somewhere on the jerseys. Yeah. Uh, whoever, whatever yeah. jerseys you have, it's just, it's just <laughs> that bad. That's an actual alpha. You guys should male. be mad that there's all female events that you can't play. <laughs> I am. If you had to wear a wig, I'd play. I want a ref. Let me ref. I will be ruthless. Or, or, or what about your very feminine males that don't really, yeah, I don't want to get shot, you know, or your very masculine women, you know, that's kind of like my point is that it just depends it. on your hormonal levels. <laughs> yeah. Which is all personal. Yes. yes which very, is all, personal. Yeah. very personal. Don't ask. Don't tell. I don't know. Ask, don't tell. Tell. <laughs> <don't wanna> <laughs> yeah but it's it's for it's for anybody i mean it's yeah. paintball that's what's that's what's great about the game it's for anybody for all for all for all paintball for all paintball and uh i think we just i think we need to go in and actually get the domain for this because i feel like somebody's yeah, gonna take it yeah, you better, <laughs> no. you better start locking it down come on so we have to end this real quick because go, i have to go Daddy. and we're back and we're back yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I'm 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 stoked that uh, that you guys are doing this. It's it's cool. Well, and I think the time is now because now in this break, what are we doing? We're doing the pro shots, one on ones. Yeah. Right. Like Fuzzy that. just played meter. M- meter. Mm-hmm. How entertaining is that? Like, and it's because you're social it. distancing, right? Look yeah. Good. They look good. It looked great, and Brandon Short actually with all the similar, right? Um, and then, okay, yeah. yeah, again, that's why we feel the lesser people, the less people you got to manage. It's a manager's dream mm-hmm. not having to find 20 million hotel rooms for your 20 boys and girls. You know, it's like yeah. you only have a few now. So, and you could still promote whatever it is you're promoting on that same scale, but mm-hmm. with less overhead, you know. Yeah, and I was um I was listening to uh, Marcelo's and uh, Tyler's. They have a podcast. Yeah, uh, called Play the Game podcast, and they were t- they had brought up that um, that whole thing, which I I completely endorse. Go play pro tour. Go do this ultimate shootout. The logo is a little weird. I'd say maybe take the scarf off the off the paintball player, but you know that's just me being. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I think what is truly being missed when that ha- I think it'll I think it'll promote the sport amazingly, but I think the biggest key takeaway uh that you're losing when you do that is the teamwork and the team side of it and and when you lose that it becomes kind of this separate thing it's almost like a drill like they're just doing a drill right rather than the actual thing of being a team and 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 i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm not saying you know what i well you know that's the reason i always used to like the like the uh, mao because our, um, the, the IO, IO, because International Amateur Open, mm-hmm. Deborah Dion, thank you yeah. very much. Okay. Because you know, you did three men, you did five men, you did ten men. They had, you know, there was all these things going on that you could play, and you know, you might go win the three man and and you know the ten man or something else. But there was a lot of different, you know, all different formats, all different things going on, and I like that because I always thought that you know it just made you an all round player mm-hmm. being able play you know more so, paintball yeah, yeah and, and diversity more stuff, yeah. and versatility yeah so i mean i think that they should have all kinds of tournaments popping up you know do one-on-ones yeah. do the three-on-threes do the four-on-fours do the <clears throat> 10 on 10 you know whatever it is because you know you might say well we're the best 10 on 10 team ever okay great that's cool. the beauty of this sport mm-hmm. really like do they do that in baseball where they just play Three guys against three guys. And they got like other games like over the line. But again, different. that's like that's that's like drills. It's like doing yeah. baseball drills. Yeah. With this, you have the formats that are actually like a, a whole different, Same. like yeah, just a whole different vein. Same concept, but it could be its own thing, you know. Totally. But where yeah. you know, but uh, I just that's the only thing that I don't like about it about the idea of it. I think it's just gonna like I said, I think it's gonna promote the hell out of the sport. I think it's gonna be great. It just you don't have the team side to it, and I think that just kind of guts it a little bit. Yeah, yeah we're like golf industry, I guess. You know, they all play singularly, right? Tiger Woods mm-hmm. and all those fellas. But but you're right. I I think it does take away that team element that makes paintball so amazing. Yeah. You know, um, I they did should make the fields see- bigger too. Yeah. The one-on-one stuff. Make the fields a little bit bigger. So I know the high, the total, like the fast action stuff is fun, but there's with the bunkers that are on the field, there's a lot of big stuff in the way. So like oh, have, yeah. maybe I don't know, but I mean I guess it's what people want to see. If they want to see that, then they want to see that. I'd rather see somebody get sneaky and lose the other person, and then get shot in the side of the head and make a good shot or something than 
than just and always. And they have like, a focal ah, point too, right? Where they hit something the and then the smoke mm-hmm. comes out. It's cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But but you're right. You know, I I think that it still just should be as we kind of go through the, all of this situation we're in this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just something to definitely watch. I think any I think any paintball promotion is good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anything, that, yeah. anything, anything that gets people watching it. Like Air Power Time Trials and Greg Hastings and all the yeah. things that they were doing too. You well, know, I, I, those those time trials were great back when we did that. them back in the day too. That was. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm again, I'm not saying I'm not shitting on anybody. Oh. I promise you, I, I oh, love both of them. Yeah, yeah. Prosper absolutely. both sides. That's all yeah. I got. That's all I gotta say about that. Oh, I like <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, uh so oh another thing I want to bring up um Mike you have an uh, an outdoor business now uh since you've been in montana you've been doing these tours and taking people out there um what's the name of company and kind of what exactly so it's uh pack sports and um pretty much it's mostly fly fishing um you know uh, scenic tours down the river um you know hiking to you know alpine lakes and fishing just pretty much getting stuff getting people out outdoors you know me and Mika, we just went on uh like a you know, five hour, you know, four wheeler ride up into the mountains to a lake and, you know, back into the glaciers and stuff. So it's cool. It's just pretty much getting outside, you know, getting away from everything. And Mike's been fishing all his life. You know, when we lived in Florida for a while, he was fishing on the ocean and I'd have to call him after two days of not knowing where he was. That's right. (laughs) That's right. The the first time I went fishing in the ocean, I think was with you on the pier. On the pier down in in, uh, St. Pete. Yeah, and the dude caught a manta ray that went next to us or something yep. like that, and yep. it was just it, it was Cat insane. Was Cat was dissecting the right. shrimp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was I remember that was the very first time I fished in the ocean. Yeah, you didn't know what you were gonna catch. No, I never. Yeah, that's why I always like ocean fishing. You never know. There's big old shark hook. Such on, a mystery. Like, yeah, yeah. The scariest no. thing in the world. The ocean <laughs> at night. How? You can't get any more scarier than knowing that you're in <laughs> just this yeah. water where you can't see anything and there's things wanting to eat you. I mean, you could say the same same thing about the forest, but if you put yourself underwater, like what your senses are gone. Well, and you're just so vulnerable in the water. Oh. <laughs> you're a piece of shit in the water. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. Yeah. Any no. of the stories I hear where somebody that something happens out in the middle of the ocean, I'm like <laughs> Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. Well, that's awesome, dude. I would um I'll say it here. Come I officially I want to come out. I I want to yeah. bring the family. I want to come out. Yeah, come um I was telling uh I was telling Mike we went to Aspen uh this past year and we uh it was just it was insane. It was insanely beautiful. And by judging the picture in the background that you guys have, uh that's it's amazing. I love nature, man. It's That's so a, that's like that's like probably 30 minutes from the house right here. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Because you've always lived in the north, right? Where, where are you at? So I'm in Ohio. Um, I was born in North Carolina. Uh, my family, I was born on a military base down there. And then um, family moved to Ohio. I was here for a while. And then I moved to um, Seattle and lived there for about a year. Almost That was almost when I jumped on the Naughty Dogs when I was coming up uh, after Tip and Effect, I almost played for the Naughty Dogs, but Rich had came up to me and asked me to try out and everything, and that was that whole story. Um, but uh, but then I moved back to Ohio, moved to Minnesota for a few years, and then back down to Ohio. So Ohio just keeps calling me back. Yeah, it's calling you back. Yeah. 
Well, you're going to come to Montana and you're going to play in that open division with Mike and Rocky from I'm the Naughty Dogs in the very near future. And if any sponsor <laughs> out there would love to help pay for the trip, I will yeah. shoot whatever and wear whatever. I have no connection. I have, I have, or I have no ties to anybody. And Oh, uh, B, I'm sorry. This is my monkey brain happening. But um, what... Do you have you guys ever done like a purple tiger stripe for the Destiny jerseys? I don't think we have. Okay, so we're gonna do it. You should. So, you that, should do that. I, I think that would, would be awesome. Would you rock it? Would you wear it? I, I would you. most definitely rock a okay. Destiny jersey. All right. Absolutely. I'm for your trip over She's here, and you're gonna wear a purple tiger stripe. <laughs> I'm down. I am down, and it'll be the the four all paintball uh, four man tournament. That's and... right. With the logo yeah. smack dab in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't want to keep you guys anymore. I know you guys are busy, and um, you got a wonderful family that's waiting for you. So I don't want to keep you much much longer. I just want to say thank you again for everything you guys are doing, uh, just in the mechanical side of it. On the hello, on the uh, on the on the destiny side, and what you guys just contribute to so many thousands and hundreds of thousands of players out there. I, I truly thank you. Thank you too, Carl. We Thanks, miss Carl. you, and we hope to see you soon. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much again. And, uh, and yeah, I'll, uh, I, I really seriously want to come out to Montana so bad. Yeah, for sure. We'll do it. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for playing on podcast number one. Take care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, B, so much for sitting down, chit-chatting. Had a great time. It was uh, it was awesome to be able to reminisce and uh, and also hopefully start something new um, with the uh, the four all paintball. That would be that would be so slick to uh, to get going. But uh, but yeah, another another shout out to um, to Mike and B. Make sure you check out Pax Sports on Instagram and on Facebook. That's P A X S P O R T S. And then uh, Destiny Paintball. And if you're looking to follow B, it is a uh, B E A Paxson. P-A-X-S-O-N on Instagram. So show them your support. Go give them a follow, a like, a love, anything and everything to help them out. Uh, they've been doing so much for the paintball community. It's uh, it's so good to see. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Another big thank you goes to Mike Thompson at Charm City Paintball. You guys know it, man. I I swear by his stuff. The, the quality of work outweighs the... Uh, the competition i i promise you um the the stitching the materials the fabrics the way he does it it's it's so cool it's unlike anybody else out there uh so yeah hit him up on facebook and instagram and get yours today also a big giant thank you to sam and beth at melavio the cbd company who is just killing it at the moment um even with this whole thing, they are standing strong, and it's uh, it's so good to see. But make sure you support them. Uh, give them uh, give them some business with, uh, like I say all the time, the salves. I swear, if I wake up and my neck is in a weird position or my back's not feeling right, just rub a little topical on there, and boom. Maybe an hour or so later, it's it's I'm back up and running. I'm good to go. So again. TPOP at checkout for a promo code for get your 15% off and uh, yeah thank you everybody thank you for listening another one this is 99 so we are we are just about there and um, who's it gonna be I don't know I don't know who's it gonna be yet we will see 
But uh, please, do not text and drive. Listen to podcasts like this one. Thank you, everybody, for your support. And we will see you here again soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace.